dear, dear learned colleague, dear, dear fellow citizen, dear lover of the truth. I'd like to start off tonight, today, this evening, tomorrow, yesterday, now, oggi, by explaining to you this notion called, this thing in evidence law called authentication. And it works something like this. If ever you go to court, let's say it's small claims, which is also a very, very dangerous, dangerous place to be. Dangerous. Dangerous. Be very, very careful. Almost had a Hannity whistle there. Have you noticed that? you got to file down whatever it is, but just those S's. I'm sorry if there's birds or kids listening. Or dogs. Sometimes I hear this and it's just, oh. Um, when you are in a courtroom and you say, Your Honor, I'd like to show my, I brought somebody, I want to show them something. Jerry, is this, excuse me, what was that? Would you please authenticate this? What? What is that? Well, it's a picture I've got. It's a picture of the, it's a, it's a picture. And it works like this. Ideally, Your Honor, or I'm approaching the witness, always approach the witness, and I'm showing the witness what has been marked as plaintiff's exhibit or defense exhibit number one for identification. I show it to opposing counsel to inspection for inspection and possible objection. Mr. Mr. Lonsworth, do you recognize this? Yes. What is that? That's a picture of the engine block that we're talking about. Is that a true and accurate depiction of the event that occurred when it was taken? Yes. Does this accurately depict the engine block as it was? That? Yes. Your Honor, at this particular time, I'd like to move for plaintiff's exhibit number one for identification into plaintiff's evidence exhibit Exhibit one, it's in, it's in, it's in. Now it's in evidence. And the court can look at it. If you don't introduce it, jury never gets to see it. Can't look at it, can't review it, okay? Okay. As you know, as of late, there are people who are on various television shows all the time trying to show you this is what happened. Let me show you. Tonight, this is a special on the Vietnam War. Is that what happened? Is that a true and accurate depiction of the Vietnam War? Is that it? Is that what happened? Well, it's sort of. Tonight, Ken Burns. It's the Civil War. Excuse me. Is this a true and accurate depiction of the Civil War? Is it? Is it really? The Civil War? Well... It's a very it's it's a it's it's a really good question to ask. I mean, are we really talking about the Civil War here? Is that what you intend to is is that what this is about? Because if it's not, what are we talking about? That's not what happened. That's not what happened. That's wait, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. Tonight, World War Two. And we're only gonna talk about North Africa. Wait a minute. Is that is that a true and accurate depiction? No. 
It's accurate, but that's not the totality. That's not everything that occurred. That was part of it. Give me the whole the whole thing. See where I'm getting with this one? Give me the event. Don't point, don't you know, pigeonhole, don't cherry pick one particular aspect of it. And that goes for all parties. That goes for everyone. You see how that works? You see how that works? It's interesting, isn't it? It's real interesting. It's fascinating to me. It's fascinating. So when you see people on TV and they're showing you something that happened or a story or an event, they're not showing you the whole thing. They're showing you a portion of it. That's it. That's it? Yeah. You see, there's this evidence law requires that before you can do that, before you can introduce something, you've got to show the whole piece. Let me give you an example. Years ago, there was a guy named Russ Meyer. Remember Russ Meyer? He was kind of a, he was into a, kind of a skin, not skin flicks, but girly things. And uh, what was her name? Oh God, what was her name? Come on, you fellas, you remember this? Was it Dee? No, Dee Dee. Um, what was her name? Russ Meyer. He was this guy, and there we go. He was. Uh, he did movies such as Faster, Pussycat, and Kill. Edie Williams. Edie Williams. Edie Williams, by the way. Uh, Edie, uh, I don't know if Edie is still with us. Uh, she's 80 years old. Remember, Edwina Beth Edie Williams. She was the, the, uh, the rather, whatever. Anyway. So sometimes when um, pornography laws were kind of sort of first being played with, I don't know if anybody's even doing that anymore. I was one of the last people to ever actually seriously, truly um, prosecute pornography, an actual pornography. In the middle of the case, in the, in the middle in the middle of these movies, Russ Meyer would always have somebody stand up and say, "And America is the greatest country in the world." Dun, 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 they played the flag, and in the middle of this, and we believe that our country stands for the proposition, and they would use that to say, "Women, this is not pornographic because, after all, it is a it is a it is a patriotic." A piece, and the court said, "Wait, wait, wait, wait." They changed it to either Roth memoirs test. I forget which which case it was, but it said the the item taken as a whole. You can't just point to one part of it. And go, whoops! See, there it is. That's it. No, no, no. So when you see things depicted on television as to what happened, you got to ask yourself: Is this what happened? When you see a picture from a movie, from is that the whole movie or from a party? Let's say, remember when you had a when you were a kid, you look at oh look at this, here's my second grade birthday. Look at this, look at oh look here we are, the second grade. Does that depict what happened? Well, it was a snapshot. Is does that? So you tell me. You tell me. Every time somebody gives you a story, every time somebody tells you what happened. Every time gives you any kind of a of of an of an aspect of something. 
you got to ask yourself, is this taken as a whole? I, I, the rules of evidence apply to everything. Now, I also want to tell you about something which is the most important. One of the most important cases, there, there are some wonderful cases that the Supreme Court came up with, which were, oh, map against Ohio, the exclusionary rule. Oh, my God. That was the one that says, basically, if this cop screws up, violates the Fourth Amendment, you can't introduce the evidence. A lot of people were against it then. They said, well, why should we, why should we violate the people's right to a fair trial because of the constable's error? Sorry. Well, here was a case, 1963 case, Brady against Maryland. Everybody knows that. All prosecutors and defense lawyers know that. Criminal. Brady material. Brady. Brady against Maryland. What does that mean? Exculpatory evidence. If I have evidence, I'm a prosecutor, that exculpates, there's inculpatory things that gets you in, gets you, you know, uh, that helps the prosecution, and exculpatory, that which gets you out of uh, the, the jam, so to speak. In those cases, it's a very interesting, it's a very interesting situation. I, as a prosecutor, have to turn this over to you. I can't keep it. I can't hide it. I can't say, well, you don't need that. No, 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 no. If I'm showing you DUI, let's say, video of uh, you maybe stumbling on a roadside sobriety test, but I also have video of you doing handstands and weird balancing acts that, well, I don't think he should see that. I can't keep that from you. i got to give you everything. This could help him. And you don't even have to ask for it. If it's found out, if you if you withhold... Brady information? Oh, my God. Then you got to ask the court. The court says, why did you do this? Was it inadvertent? Was it a mistake? Was it negligence? And how do we remedy this? How do we remedy this? What do we do? Well, if it's during a trial, you can say, you know, take a minute, maybe grant a continuance. You might want to look at this, take depositions, whatever you want to do. But if after the fact, if you say, wait a minute, I, I entered a plea and I didn't know this. I entered a plea of, for this DUI. We pled guilty for DUI. You never showed me this where he's doing a balancing act on a on a tightrope. Wait, 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 wait. That could have helped me. I could have I could have gone to the jury and say he's not drunk. Look at him. But you you withheld that. You had that. I didn't know that. That's very very important. It makes sense, doesn't it? Before 1963, it's okay. Before that was Miranda. It wasn't even Miranda. Nobody understands Miranda. People always, I don't know what they think. Defendants, clients always say, and he didn't read me my rights. Did he ask you any questions? No. Don't worry about it. Yeah, but he arrested me. Doesn't matter because people think by watching TV that that means you're under arrest. That's the signal. You have the right to remain and say, oh, I must be under arrest. No, I think the handcuffs probably might be giving you a... You see, I go by, what are the questions? What are we doing here? Now, all of that goes out the window when you try to handle stories or deal with things on news programs. Why? It's very simple. The reason why is because of the fact that people don't ever have time to say anything on news programs. And unfortunately, that seems to be where 
99% of folks kind of get their information. And that's a sad thing, but it's true. That's where they get their information. We're wasting our time pretending to know what's going on. We're, we're pretending that we understand and that we're, well, I'm watching this and I'm reading this and it doesn't matter. People don't really grasp what's happening. They don't know anything about this. They don't want to know about it. People are very incurious. People don't really care. People do not care. And that's the way that is. Unfortunately. But when you grasp the beauty of, of being able to turn information over and, and to say things, and whether it's hearsay, and whether there's an exception to the hearsay rule, and oh my God, it opens up your, your worldview. Did you know that? It does. Because you got to understand something. You got to understand something. Never are things black and white. I know. I live in a world of gray. Dark gray, light gray. Make America gray again, somebody might say. There's no such thing as the truth. 100%. There's always some version of something. How you weigh that. Whether one exculpates or outweighs the other. It's a different story. But let me stop right now because I want to talk about something which is also inculpatory to an extent. Perhaps. I think is very, very critical. And I'm going to talk to you about this right now. There's nothing you can do to stop me. That's right. Because I want to talk about something that means a lot to me. My pillow. Last night, for some particular reason, I was in the weirdest dream state. And I think that one of the reasons was I perhaps was not using my my pillow pillow. I know you're going to say, wait a minute, you're, you're just saying that. Oh, no, I'm not. I'm very serious about that. I think sometimes we, we dream differently by virtue of what pillows we use. And the my pillow, and though it's not advertised as such, the my pillow pillow, of which I use, I think can actually accelerate certain forms of brain and EEG frequency. I know, I know it's not proved. I'm not saying it is. I'm no expert. But it's my opinion. And if you call 800-645-4965, you will see a plethora, a bevy, a pastel, a pastiche, a myriad, a mosaic, an absolute cornucopia of items and, and kit and available materials that will help you and assist you in seeking that ultimate, that ultimate brass ring, slumber. It's that simple. So MyPillow.com and look at MyPillow 2.0 and look at the, how it's temperature controlled. E-gad, Sparky, E-gad. Speaking of E-gad and gadzooks and huzzah, I still want to talk about this, my friend. I want to talk about electromagnetic pulses. Oh, I love them. I love them. I love them. Because nobody knows about them. But I think one day they're going to find out. If, if these solar things are cyclical, which I think they are, you might find yourself in the position where, lo and behold, look what... Is this? Well, this is called a an EMP flare. What is it? It's called a Carrington effect corona blast. Wow. I didn't know that. Well, it's true. And what you can do 
is to go to my good friends using this website, this link right here at EMP Shield. American-owned, American-made, and look what it can do. Read the statistics. Read it. You want to, and put it this way: when you read about this, you read the news and you think, "Oh, all right." So EMP Shield, check them out right now, and use my link, and you'll be glad you did. I sit back this morning. I had a very, very early, 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 early meeting, and I'm driving back from this event. And I'm listening in the car to some old, oh, I just love lectures. I was listening to Irving Crystal. You know who Irving Crystal is? He's the father of Bill Crystal. And I think commentary was, he, he was the grandfather of neoconservatism, at least American. Weekly Standard was his son, but... So he was talking about things, and it was him, and there was um, oh, American Enterprise stuff, and Bork, and Scalia, you know, the usual times. And what they were talking about then was so incredibly relevant today, yet absolutely um, anachronistic compared to what we're seeing right now. Because the world we are living in right now is like nothing we've ever seen. Now, by definition, everything you're currently doing is like nothing you've ever seen. Kind of makes sense, don't you think? Of course it does. But I realize that what I'm saying right now is is not important to 90%. But the idea of how people love to name political ideology, liberalism, progressivism, left, right, conservatism, neoliberalism, neoconservatism, radical egalitarianism, equity, diversity, inclusion, um, how we use words like even shaming our nomenclature. We use these terms. We use these terms. It's fascinating. And I realize that Somewhere, somewhere, there must be somebody willing to sit in a slow and a methodical way, go through all of the changes and realize, no, not today. Maybe somewhere, but not not today. Not not today, no, no, no. On YouTube, no, 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 no. no. Too much, too too. I don't want to say too slow, but too not not dirty enough. I'm sorry, but it's fascinating. Give me a word that describes your political ideology. Give me a word word that explains your religious belief. Give me a word that explains your nationality or where you live or your whatever. Give me a word that describes you. And there are very, very few that really are of any import. In fact, the words that describe you, most of them are used by other people as well because you're not the only one. I'm a Christian, so what? Other people are Christian. Okay, well, I'm a, well, I'm a Calvinist. Okay, well, maybe we're getting somewhere. What are you politically? Well, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a you know, liberal. Okay, are you left? Would you say left? 
would you say you're a George McGovern liberal? Are you a or Thomas Jefferson? Wait a minute, hold up. Wait, wait, what? What do you like? I like country. I like country. Yeah, I like country music. Would you call yourself a lefty Frizzell country music? Would you call yourself more George Jones or George Strait? Or would you even be, dare I say, of the Bakersfield uh, group? Kind of like a Buck Owens and a, even Merle, who really wasn't Bakersfield, though he was born there. Kind of a Dwight Yoakam-ish? Would that be it? Or are you more of a Steve Warner? Wait a minute. You see how these names... I love this. I was listening to this. I'm really thinking these names don't mean... Who cares the name of something if we can't fix it? Does that make any sense to you? Who cares the name of something if we can't fix it? It's like when you're a pathologist and somebody says, well, I found out the name of the disease. What is it called? Ectoplastic hemato. Okay. How do we fix it? I don't know. But that's the name of it. What? That's it. Great. Well, that's, thank you. I've done my job. Wait a minute. That doesn't tell me. You've just, you just given a name. Yeah, I know. Well, how do I fix it? I don't know about fixing it. But that's the name. That's the name? Do you see what's going on here? It's all we talk about. Just just names of stuff. How do we fix anything? You know what else is interesting? Listen carefully. Americans in particular think that as long as they see it online or 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 if they see it uh on cable news or or maybe if if somebody in the Senate is talking about something that that's addressing it even though nothing's being done. It's like diagnosing the problem with no treatment because you are so used to watching things that you think that when something is covered, something is referenced, something is mentioned, something is announced, something is recorded, something is broadcast, you think, aha, aha what? Well, we've gotten to the bottom of it. Gotten to the bottom of what? I don't know, but we've, we're naming it. It doesn't mean anything. Doesn't doesn't matter. Nothing that we're seeing right now has anything to do with reality. I promise you, nothing. <laughs> nothing. The one more thing. What would you do right now? I'm changing something. If all of a sudden everything shut down and you could not go to your grocery store anymore, what would you do right now? How long would you last right now? How long could you go? No stores, no nothing. Because you know I'm talking about preparewithlionel.com, right? My Patriot Supply, preparewithlionel.com. How long could you go? How long? They just say they, you just sealed up your home or whatever it was, and you say, okay, well, we got dried stuff. Assume you got water and stove and all that stuff. I got some water. I got cans of stuff. Okay, how long can you go? Every single day. For you and your family, and you're not going to go crazy. How long can you go? What would you have? Where would you go? First day, and, and, and spreading it out. You don't know when it's going to end. Can you go 30 days? Can you go 90 days? Can you go 90 days per person? 
Think about what I'm saying. Could you go 90 days if somebody just sealed off your home? Nothing was there. Could you do that? Well, I'm not going to worry about 90 days. Really? No, you can't. You're not ready. Stop it. People will fight you. No, I think I've got some banana chips in there. Don't we have some stewed prunes? Marge, don't we have... No, that's no, 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 no. Prepare with Lionel.com. Right now with my Patriot Supply, you can get $250 off a three-month emergency food kit. This is as serious as it gets. Absolutely as serious as it gets. And people say, I don't want to talk about it. I just don't, don't, don't quit, quit bringing up this thing about the food. You always bring about, yeah. I know, I don't want to talk about that. I just, look, it's, it's all going to be fine. It's going to be fine. There's no, okay. <laughs> That'll be famous last words. Remember Joe? Yeah. Bless his heart. What was that thing he said? Oh, yeah. It'll all be fine. Mm, 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 mm. Well, I guess it wasn't fine. Yeah, Miss Old Joe. Wasn't fine at all. Now, one more thing, then I'll I'll stop this. But it's important because we have to our sponsors mean a lot to us. I've talked to you about your food. I know everybody's an expert. One of the best things you can do right now is Z Stack. Fifteen percent off the Z Stack, this beautiful Z Stack supply, this this immune booster, vitamin C, uh, zinc, uh, D, D three. And, and quercetin, flavonoids, antioxidants, beautiful. A real kick in the pants for your immune system. That simple. C, zinc, D, actually a hormone, the magic elixir, and quercetin. Flavonoids, bioflavonoids, bioavailable, phytonutrient. Because you're not eating enough. Excuse me, strike that. You're not eating enough of the right stuff. It's true. It's true. Okay. So, you know, when we get done with this, people, oh, I love people. People send me stuff all the time. Hey, did you see this? I did. Did you see this boy? He really laid this guy. Hey, did you see, uh, did you see uh, Chuck Schumer? Boy, he really gave it to him. Well, did you, oh, did you see, did you see Jim Jordan? Oh, he gave it right back. He sure did. And I tell you who gave it back even more who was that uh, that other guy. And people think that somehow that is a substitute for actual legislation. No. No. Do you understand what I'm saying? No. Now, I don't mean to be negative. I don't mean to make you worried. I don't mean to make you feel bad. But my friends, are, do you see what's happening here? And And, and I... I'm telling you that I'm looking for somebody who says, okay, let's tackle it this way. Everybody seems like on on, uh, social media, they just want to kind of amuse me. Don't amuse me. Don't placate me anymore. Tell me the truth. Don't amuse me. It's not amusing. That's simple. I got a really great, oh, I got a beautiful uh, newsletter coming up today. Oh, it's great. Re- I mean, really good. Rather piquant, just piquant. It's wonderful. I heard somebody the other day was doing something which was very interesting. And and I I I tend to stay away, and I would admi- uh, uh, suggest that you stay away from um, uh, 
religion because people do not care about that. They don't want to hear unless you unless you are one hundred percent in agreement. Nobody wants to hear about you. By the way, that's the newsletter link. You must, you must listen to this one. But I was hearing somebody the other day says, you know. I don't know about you, but I always think it's a good idea to test your theories about stuff. Always test yourself. If you're married, if you're in a relationship, ask yourself, what would I do right now? If all of a sudden somebody said, you know what? We just found out you're not married. You just There's no record of it and you can leave if you want and there's no need for a divorce. You, you, you could just walk out right now. You could take half of whatever you want or take all of it and there's nothing. There's Most people, I think, would say, that doesn't make any difference. I'm staying right where I am. Some might, but most people, and that's the best thing in the world. When you say, but that, I didn't need that. It helps, but I don't. So always test yourself. And always ask yourself, what if I'm wrong? What if I'm wrong? What if I got this thing all wrong? What if I'm not doing this right way? Am I believing? Am I saying I believe something because I really believe it, or because I was raised this way, or because they want me to say this, or because I get positive feedback from saying this? Always ask yourself. Always question it. Question. Go through a series of, if you believe in it, great. And by the way, if you claim not to believe in something, always question that. Are you sure you don't believe? Are you sure? Isn't there a part of you that says, well, I don't know. I do. I do think it's kind of interesting that a lot of things happen here on by random or whatever you want to call it. Always keep an open mind. Don't ever be like one of these people. There's nothing worse. I don't know what's worse. Well, people always say, to me, a militant atheist is always a, just boring because they just want to disprove everything. It's like, okay, okay, fine. It's like walking around saying... um, I don't speak French. Okay, good. No, I really don't. No, I believe you. I don't know why anybody would want to speak French. Okay, don't, but they do. But there is a thing called French. Don't forget, remember, remember this? Don't forget, remember, I said that. If atheism is a religion, then not collecting stamps is a hobby. One of my favorite lines from all time. I've given you too much to think about. I know this. I recognize the fact. And I don't want you to be too, I don't want to overwhelm you. I don't want to give you too, too much to think about. Because this is tough. Because you're going to get done with me. And you're going to go off and you're going <clears> to <throat> go to your usual sources. And Does anybody ever make you really think? Does anybody ever question you? Anybody ever question a particular issue? Anybody? No, they don't do that. They just tell you. They're apodictic. They are black and white. I am not black. Do you understand this? Okay. All right, my dear friends. Let us, first of all, celebrate this day by recognizing the fact that we are lucky to be here right now. We are lucky to be alive. And it is an honor, as always, to speak with you and to talk with you. And I wish you nothing but the best today. Please have a great and a glorious and a wonderful day. Don't ever change me then sincerely. We'll see you tomorrow. Same bad time, same bad channel, 9 a.m. Eastern Time. And please, please, like this video, subscribe to the channel, and subscribe to my private channel at lionelmedia.com. That's the good one. See you tomorrow, my friends, 9 a.m. Eastern Time. Until then, remember, the monkey's dead, the show's over, sue ya, da-da.